1: Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I am James, a.k.a. BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. Now, that introduction that you heard and that you've been hearing on this show for a very long time, some would say ad nauseum, is Joe Biden on a Zoom meeting talking to the Joe Biden for president the Biden Harris campaign in 2020 prior to election day and in there he very clearly says that they have a very inclusive and extensive voter fraud operation welcome to part 3 part 3 of how Christopher Ray and Bill Barr assisted in the stealing of the 2020 election And one of that is they did nothing about the Democrat operation that was known before election day, 2020. They did nothing about it during the election of 2020. And they sure as hell did nothing about it after the election was stolen in 2020. And they were already planning to do this. Benjamin Franklin is credited with saying, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Well, they were not going to allow President Trump to be re-elected in 2020. They already allowed him in 2016 to beat Hillary Clinton. By the way, if you think they didn't try to steal the election of 2016 for Hillary Clinton, you are not correct. They did, but President Trump had won by such a huge margin. That's why Hillary Clinton didn't want to concede. That's why she was blown away. They told her it was a guaranteed win. They were going to just do everything they do to just make sure that she had the win. But the win was so overwhelming for Trump that they couldn't do it and they allowed it to happen. And then they went into impeach and sabotage mode from day one. Everything from saying he was a Russian asset to getting General Flynn out of there. And it was just all-out war, And then which led to impeachments and what have you, against President Trump from there on. They were not going to ha- let that happen in 2020 they were going to make sure they, they had everything in place and an absolute play to make sure they can steal the election of 2020. This was known by Christopher Ray and was known by A.G. Bill Barr because President Trump was talking about it before 2020 election day.
2: This is the greatest scam in the history of politics
3: after officially securing the nomination to be his party's choice to face Democrat Joe Biden in the November 3rd election
0: the greatest president ever
3: President Donald Trump adopted a grim tone in his first remarks on day 1 of the Republican National Convention saying without evidence that he could face a rigged election and repeated his claim that voting by mail could lead to an increase in fraud
2: They'll be sending them. They'll be dumping them in neighborhoods. They'll be, people are going to be picking them up. They'll be bribing. They'll be paying off people to grab some. We're going to win this election. The only way they can take this election away from us is if this is a rigged election. We're going to win this election.
1: That was President Trump on August 24th, 2020, after officially clinching the nomination to run against Joe Biden with his running mate, Backstabbing traitor Mike Pence. Again, August 24th, 2020. President Trump is already outlining how they're going to win. But we're going into a rigged election where they were going to try to rig it. And he's talking about the absentee ballots, which played, I would say, arguably the biggest role in stealing the election. The RNC months before, and President Trump right out the gate was talking about it.
3: Trump's remarks on Monday came in an unscheduled appearance on the first day of the scaled-back Republican convention in Charlotte, North Carolina, a far smaller event than originally planned.
1: Yeah, a smaller event, of course, because that was during the year of COVID. And it didn't get the big fanfare, and not as many people I don't think even heard the speech as maybe would have happened had it been a grand Republican convention like in years past.
3: But it still marked a contrast with Democrats who opted for an almost entirely virtual format instead of gathering in the election battleground state of Wisconsin.
2: They didn't go there at all. They didn't do this. We did this out of respect for your state. We didn't do this for any other reason other than respect for the state of North Carolina.
1: Of course, one of the other reasons why the Democrats had a virtual Convention is because no one wanted Joe Biden. They had rigged their own primaries for Joe Biden, getting everyone else to drop out and having uh, number four, five, six guy Joe Biden in the previous uh, caucuses and primary uh, with Jim Clyburn pump them up by rigging their own primaries in South Carolina. So the rigging was in and it was obvious that they were going to attempt this before 2020 election day. Once again, The great Benjamin Franklin letting us know that if you fail the plan, you're planning to fail. And they were not going to fail in stopping a President Trump presidency in 2020 and having him be inaugurated and re-elected and sworn in on January 20th, 2021. So, let's see evidence that this was planned beforehand. That when I play that introduction... It wasn't just crazy Joe talking.
0: We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American
1: politics. Let's get into these Detroit Leaks training sessions. Which prove that Joe Biden, in his dementia moment of clarity, wasn't lying about an extensive and inclusive operation. The Detroit leaks, these tapes show that Democrats in Michigan were caught in their training, their audio training, of poll workers how to commit voter fraud in more than one way. They revealed that Detroit poll workers were trained in how to lie, trained on how to handle ballot challenges from Trump supporters by calling 911 to any challengers, using COVID as an excuse to deny poll challengers access to view the ballots as they were being counted and tabulated. They were going to steal the election in Detroit at the TFC Center. They were going to do that, not just in Detroit and other places, but the Detroit tapes give us a glimpse into their operation and how this was well thought out by the Democrats beforehand. So here are some of, uh, we're going to go through some of these Detroit leaks that was captured by an undercover conservative reporter during a training session prior to the 2020 election. right, this operation in Michigan was happening nationwide, but it consisted of the following. You, first of all, I mean, this is very, very inclusive and extensive. First of all, you kick out the poll watcher so they can't see what you're doing. Then you call the police on them if they make a stink. You allow people to come in and vote up until election day. They can register to vote and it's very easily to manipulate that with fraud. So they had a lot of people coming in at the last minute coming in as fake voters and allowing them to do that. They had stolen the election already by flooding with a whole bunch of absentee ballots. And if people came to vote on voting day and found that they had already voted and made a stink about it because, you know, they were a victim of fraud, they were kicked out and the police called on them. These people even planned using teenagers, knowing that teenagers could not work late And that their work at the end of the day would have to be taken up by adults. Remember, they had high schoolers working, as you're going to see, as these EPIs. And then that was all planned as well because teenagers couldn't work late into the evening. And then they could have their operatives take over their work for them in stuffing of these ballots. This truly was inclusive and truly was very thought out and was very extensive. So let's get into these uh, Detroit leaks and this training, which you'll see they were planning steps ahead to be able to steal the election.
4: Challengers and poll watchers, they have to wear a mask and they have to stay six feet. That's important because they can come behind your table. But if you don't have six feet, they can't come back there. Any questions? Six feet back, they have really good vision. They can actually see. Exactly. Yes, they got really good vision. Oh, they brought their binoculars. <laughs> six feet. That's the rule, right? And you, you are entitled to your six feet. Is that common? I mean, can we expect that? A- yep, there's a common. They're coming. I don't know if they're coming to every precinct, but they're coming to many of them in the city. Yes, we have already got word. The state has already said they are coming. And the basic thing they're going to challenge is what? Um, absentee
2: ballot. That is correct. They'll be sending them, they'll be dumping them in neighborhoods. They'll be pe- People are going to be picking them up. They'll be bribing. They'll be paying off people to grab some.
1: I played that clip from President Trump again. We knew that absentee ballots were going to be how they were going to do this fraud thing. And as you can see, they totally use COVID. They use a six feet rule. They use COVID to their advantage because remember COVID and was part of the stealing of the election of 2020. It's hard to believe, but that was all planned out, folks. These people were evil, but President Trump is smart. They're evil, but they are smart. They had everything planned out. Now, remember, I told you a little while ago that they had teenagers as part of their operation. Here is a teenager asking what to do if someone makes an issue of this in this training. This is a teenager's voice.
4: What if they're like challenging and they start yelling and kind of making a scene? 9-1-1. They got, they got standards. They got conduct standards. Right. Okay. They make a scene, give them a it. of will probably
1: something. The Democrats who are saying every vote should count. But when someone says, wait a minute, I didn't vote. I have an didn't vote absentee. Uh, and they make a stink about it because their vote is being robbed. Nope, call the police, get them out of there. Because of obviously that absentee ballot was for Joe Biden and it wasn't a legitimate ballot. And they don't want them making a stink about it. Planned down to the very, very minute detail. Now, Michigan law 168.733, the board of election Inspectors shall provide space for the challengers within the polling place that enables the challengers to observe the election procedures and each person applying the, to vote. They were able to, to do this. But look, as I covered in a previous episode, we had Dana Nessel, the attorney general in Michigan. She was in on this. Before election day. She was out there saying that state police will enforce voting laws on Election Day if sheriffs won't. If people make a disruption. Here's an article from the Detroit News dated October 18th, 2020. Obviously, several weeks before Election Day. Michigan will send state troopers into voting areas where they believe local sheriffs will not enforce laws prohibiting voter intimidation. They were already uh, telling people that And if anyone comes to challenge the Stone election, that they were intimidating. This was well thought out, folks. These comments came after Nelson was asked about whether she could rely on, on local sheriffs to enforce voter intimidation laws. The next thing they did was process challenge ballots as regular ballots to be counted. So there's a ballot tabulator. And before the 2020 election... No challenged ballots were to go into the tabulator. That's because every ballot inside the tabulator is anonymous, so they can't tell challenged ones from legitimate ones. A tabulated ballot could not be identified or challenged in the future. So before the 2020 election, all challenged ballots were separated. They went into a challenged ballots envelope for future processing by the Department of Elections. But in 2020, however, they did things a little bit differently.
4: How do you challenge a ballot? You take the ballot, you write under the barcode, 2003, and you cover it with what kind of tape? Post-it. The post-it tape. But this time... You're going to put it in a secrecy sleeve and Mr. Starks is going to go vote as normal. So his ballot is going through what? The tabulator.
1: This is what all of that means that all challenged ballots were going to be counted immediately on election day. And only if after the fact if a challenged ballot was rejected, then an election official would go ahead and locate the ballot box break the seal, fish out the challenge ballot from the pile of thousands to find the one which of course because they put a post-it tape coming up the challenge ballot number, they could locate. But here's the thing, this never was going to happen. Maybe in a recount, but this was never going to happen. These challenge ballots would be counted as regular ballots. All right, the next step in the process was allow anyone with an easily forged piece of paper to vote on election day.
4: In Michigan, what can we do now as as new voters? We can register to vote up and through election day. The computer system, the electronic poll book program is downloaded on Saturday before election day. It is not a live feed. So if someone registers on Sunday or Monday, They're not going to be in your computer.
1: Again, that's the training. But what does it mean? What does it translate to? It translates to a voter processed as a regular voter on election day will be tabulated and cannot be uncounted later. It only takes a crude forgery for anyone to vote anywhere in the state. Because anyone with a know-how could generate thousands of fake late registration receipts complete with valid addresses and polling locations and send their operatives to go vote. Very well thought out. Very extensive. And inclusive. Because the next step that we're looking at is how they were staffing polling stations with children, with teenagers who couldn't stay up late And we know they were going to stop the counting and bring their operatives after hours. And they could legally do that because people would be taking over functions that were started earlier in the day by teenagers because of work laws and curfew laws and what have you, would have to go home and be replaced by people who were already in place to steal the election.
4: We know that we have a lot of high school students as EPI. And if you can't go to the receiving board because it's late at night, right? If you can't go, you need to tell your chairperson early in the day. Hey, I can't do the receiving board. They will choose someone else to go with them.
1: Okay, most of the students at the electronic poll book inspector class that day were in fact teenagers. you
4: actually make up to $50 if... You took this laptop to the receiving board. But I stress this only can happen if your EPIs are a teenager. A lot of our EPIs are teenagers, you know, in high school, and they can't set the receiving board to 2 or 3 in the morning. So, you know, they'll need someone to drop the laptop off.
1: So they incentivize people to work with these teenage EPIs. They would be paid $450 to drop their laptop off. And of course, they already have their operatives in the system to assist with the next step of the rigging. Now, of course, there was going to be lots of chaos on this day and they made sure that they were understaffed so that, you know, you can commit lots of fraud and you can do a lot of illegal and shady and unethical activity if there's so much chaos that you can blame it on. We just couldn't get to everybody. We just couldn't answer the questions. And then of course we saw there was lots of fraud in many states, and at the end it just said, just let it go. Every ballot counts, every ballot counts was the Democrat mantra.
4: Because on election day, you will have you'll have numbers for troubleshooters like myself and different coordinators. But honestly speaking, it's gonna be hard to you know get a hold of someone. Because it's gonna be <laughs> ten people calling for a, a mishead at the same
1: time. All right, the next step was to of course Now that they've stuffed the ballot and what have you, was to count challenge ballots, which they weren't supposed to do. Remember, they put them in the tabulators and destroy the provisional ballots of people that were like, no, I didn't vote. And they voted provisional, but that provisional vote could have been probably was for Trump. And the challenge ballot, of course, would be for Biden. So, you count the challenge ballots, but you destroy the provisional ballots. And then there was training on how to handle the people that were the victims of this fraud. What
4: do you notice about his name?
1: Absentee
4: ballot. Absentee ballot, Absentee ballot. Absentee ballot. Absentee ballot. what? Sent and received. Sent and received. Do not what? Do, do not show issue ballot. him a ballot. Mr. Allen, we have received your ballot. Thank you very much for voting. Would you like an I a sticker, right? He's already voted. There's no reason for him to vote again at all, ever, that day. He's done. But what if he gets what? Loud, rude, rude. That's not me. I didn't vote. I wanna vote. And just ask the pure, right? What can you do? Your chairperson can issue him what type of ballot? A provisional A provisional envelope. Why? Where's it going? Not in the tabulator. Not in the tabulator. <laughs> days. 6. So what is the department of elections going to do with it? Destroy it.
1: And bringing it all home very extensive from the voting late r- r- voter registration, people coming in fraudulently voting to legitimate voters having the provisional votes tossed so that the challenged ballot, the fake ballot, actually went in the tabulator and got counted even though it wasn't supposed to, to arresting people for making a stink, to being inclusive by having teenagers there so they can kick them out early and bring their operatives in. This truly was an extensive and inclusive voter fraud operation just like Joe Biden had been telling us. And A.G. Bill Barr did nothing and Christopher Ray did nothing even with all of this evidence. All right, folks. Let me prepare part four of how Christopher Ray and A.G. Bill Barr assisted in the stealing of the 2020 election. What I'm really doing here, folks, is showing you how they stole the election of 2020 and actual evidence of this that was ignored by A.G. Bill Barr and Christopher Ray. And there may be a little bit more to them that to, to them than just ignoring this evidence. And we'll get to that in subsequent uh, in a subsequent report in this series. Thanks for being here. Ciao, goodbye. God bless.
0: We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did did it for our administ- the President Obama's administration, Before this, we have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.